Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. Having that intention behind the photo, thinking about when you take that phone out of your purse, uh, your back pocket, wherever it is you've got your phone, you bring it up to take the photo. Just pausing for a moment and thinking what motivated, what was the stimulus here for me taking this photo? And that that helps dramatically because then you start thinking about that composition. And because once you think, okay, the reason why I'm taking this photo out, uh, this photo of myself here at this location is for a memory from myself in years to come that we were, we were here at the Eiffel Tower or we were here down the Great Ocean Road, wherever it is you are. If you think about that intention, then the rest of it just flows. Welcome back. I hope you've had a fantastic week so far. Now, if you haven't listened yet to my recent conversations with neuromarketing and business growth strategist Felix Kao and with Ritas Loris of Omnisend, then do go listen in. But stay here and listen to today's conversation before you do that. I'm really excited today to have on the InnovaBuzz podcast as my guest, Mike James of Smartphone Photography Training. Mike has combined over 20 years of experience in photography and mentoring to become a sought-after smartphone photography training specialist, delivering extraordinary value in an engaged and intelligent way. His passion comes from being on a mission to help you become more photography literate in your personal and business photography. And he prides himself on delivering practical, jargon-free techniques and tips. Now, photography is one of my passions, as you know. So we did definitely go down some photography rabbit holes in this episode today. But I think there's so much value in how Mike built his passion for photography into a business. In our discussion today, Mike talked to me about always remembering why you are in business. And Mike shared his personal powerful why. Mike shared his two rules. And they're pretty simple. Will it transform his customers and will it bring him joy? And of course, we went into a bunch of photography tips. So listen in for those as well. Without further ado, then let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Mike James. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast all the way from Bannockburn, near Geelong, Australia, Mike James, who's the owner of Smartphone Photography Training host of the Smartphone Photography Club and the YouTube show. 
Welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast, Mike. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest. Great. Thanks, Jürgen. It's, it's uh, exciting to be here with you. I kind of emphasised all the way from Bannockburn because you're probably the closest physically to me <laughs> as a guest that I've had other than when I've met up with people pre, pre-COVID days to do in-person recordings in Melbourne. Uh, but Bannockburn, for those people that don't know, is probably about 10 kilometres away from where I live right now. And you're also the first person on my podcast that I've actually cycled with. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, that was a while ago now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, we are just a short bike ride away from each other. It's, uh, it's interesting in the online world, isn't it, to actually, because we all connect with people from everywhere, and that's one of the amazing things about online. Um, but, yeah, it's great to... To catch up yeah likewise all right well mike um you know i'm really looking forward to talking about your business i know you know you've got a passion for photography just like i have and you've turned your passion into a business that's very specific before we get on to that though what, what's the impact you're making in the world today yeah great um yeah so i as you say, I've got a passion in photography. It wasn't always like that. <laughs> I've been working in photography for 25 years, but uh, it's only been the last five, six years that um, that I've really got into mobile photography and really enjoyed it. And I think that uh, that new passion in it, I still have it to this day. And so I kind of have a, a community now of other mobile and smartphone photographers who enjoy taking photos on their phone. And, and I try and help them become more confident and creative using their phone and not rely on the technology so much. I know you and I love geeking out on technology, <laughs> but, uh, but with <laughs> photography, I try, I try and help people understand um, how to set up the photo, how to compose it and not rely on the, you know, rushing out and getting the iPhone 13 or the latest smartphone because, um, yeah, and, and with that community, it's um, it just brings so much, I don't know, just a fulfillment for me as a business owner that having that... Um, people there that I, I reach out to and go online and chat with and run workshops it's um it's great fun and and i get lots of feedback all the time about um just how much enjoyment people get out of photography and and and, and have being part of a community and, and having a resource like that i supply online it, it helps them kind of uh uh enjoy photography more get out more and take more photos and and i know i don't know about you Jürgen, but with the with the pandemic and everything it's uh I, for the first time ever, I've felt anxiety and, uh, and, and daily overwhelm. And, and I never really experienced that before. And, and photography is one of those things that gives people an outlet that can go out and uh, just take some alone time and connect with the environment around them, slow down. And there's so many health benefits to, to photography. So, so um, mm. yeah, I enjoy, just enjoy being part of that with people. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting because you know you know that I've been a photographer pretty much all my life, and I started off um, a career in photography as a chemist. But one of the things that I got fed up with at some point in time is carrying around this twenty-five kilogram backpack with all my <laughs> photographic gear, all the SLRs, all the big lenses and stuff. And so you know there was a period in time where I just stopped taking photos and it took me a long time to go from that where I had all this expensive equipment that was capable of producing really high quality photos of course you know the photographer needed to do something as well but the equipment and then 
and then accepting that in my pocket I had this little phone that was actually yeah. capable of taking great cameras. And I don't know who said this, but at some point I thought, well, isn't that true? The best camera is the one you have with you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I started adopting that and, yeah, and um, now, now, I mean, I, I still take my big gear. Of course, it's um, mirrorless now, so it's a lot less weighty than it used to be. Uh, I still take that out quite regularly, but often, particularly when I'm bike riding, um, yep. all I have with me is my phone. And I struggle sometimes to just remind myself, hey, take a photo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and often, and I know you've got a story about this, so I'll get you to share that because often I find um, after the event, oh, I should have taken some photos. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so tell tell us the story of how you, you know, how oh. this all started for you. Yeah, great. No worries. So, um, yeah, so like like I touched on, 25 years working in photography, not as a, a a wedding photographer, but just I mean, I started off as a private investigator, running around with a camera at night time, following people. <laughs> <laughs> so, a bit of a unique way of getting into photography. And then started working in different areas and uh, and had the most expensive equipment you can imagine with with photography, and uh, and it was a job. So I didn't take photos um, outside of work because every time I did, I was one of the because it's very technical type of photos that I take. I I, I couldn't turn that off. <laughs> so you get together and uh, with family and events or that sort of thing, and I'd be the annoying person saying, "Look, I just need to get the settings right," and <laughs> be playing around with the aperture and depth <laughs> of field and all. You, you know the annoying people, <laughs> the perfectionists. <laughs> and so for me, taking photos outside of work, I just didn't do it because it was I felt like I was working, and and that became really evident uh, six years ago when uh, when my mum passed away, and um, when she passed away. Uh, as you do, you go through the process, organising the funeral and looking for photos and, and video and 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 that sort of thing going through their life. And, and um, it was really surprising, I guess is one word, disappointing, <laughs> just, just a real shock to find that my daughter was nine at the time, my eldest was nine at the time, and over those nine years, you know, she got three grandkids and we had six photos of her. And... And I had no excuse. I had the best equipment. Like I, there's no reason why I shouldn't have been taking amazing photos. You know, people do the photos on the wall every year, but I didn't do that. And um, and I've got no video of mum. So as much as I love smartphone photography now, I'm still a strong advocate for people taking video because it's uh, you know, it's just so it's just so important. And because you know, when when you when your loved ones are gone, that's that's a gift for those left behind. And so then I started, um, after that, I thought, okay, I've got to take more photos of myself and my wife or our kids. And, and I had the same experience as you or carrying around the big cameras. And it's like, oh, this is just hard work. And I mm -hmm. found myself falling into that, that, that trap again of just not, not bothering. And, um, and then I suspended my extreme prejudice towards the smartphone <laughs> like you. And it's like, okay, well, I've got to give this thing a, a try. And, and when I did, I was just absolutely blown away by what this thing could do. And I mean, this was an iPhone 6S at the time, and uh, and and then when the 7 Plus came out with the uh, with the portrait mode and all that, it's like, oh, this these things are amazing. And I discovered camera replacement apps where you could take over the whole uh, interface of the camera, so you can use it like a manual camera. It um, 
yeah, it's just amazing. So from from that point, I kind of went out and started talking to camera clubs and helping other people that are in the same position as me and just have the big camera and 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 help people get over that whole idea as well of, of taking selfies and because um, yeah, it's just it's just so important to like I said, it's a gift for others. It's you need to get over that. Um, so I'm not all about going out and taking selfies and getting everyone to buy selfie tripods and <laughs> that sort of thing. It's more it's more emphasizing that um, photos um, of people and moments and events and all that sort of thing are, are, are really important. And uh, and once I started doing all that, then I discovered a real passion for taking photos of nature and flowers and landscapes and and uh, and, and I felt like I had to learn photography all, all over again because all of a sudden. I was having to consider things like composition and and intention and all this sort of thing, which I never had to think about before. So I was getting into photography, but really disappointed with the results that I was getting because I didn't understand all those principles and concepts. And uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun journey to get to where I am now, helping people. Hmm. And and when did you realize that there was a need for what you were learning that? lots of people were out there with the same need and that you could teach them and you could turn this into a business? Yeah, I, I, I started off running in-person workshops to validate the idea and because uh, at the time I, I thought, I'm struggling with this. I, I you know, I, it's a point-and-shoot camera. Yes, I've discovered these apps and all that sort of thing, but I still wasn't taking photos that I was really happy with. And so I went out looking for the solutions and looking for courses books and, and did quite a few of them and they're all out of date and they're all you know, they're all big camera related <laughs> as well so mm. there wasn't really yeah. anything out there and so and having the experience of presenting to a couple of camera clubs and just to, just just feeding off the enthusiasm of people discovering things like tapping the screen can it can select where to focus swiping up and down will change the brightness of the of the photo like Things like that were just blowing people's people away, <laughs> and uh, so hmm. I, so then I went out and, and did the in-person workshops, validated the idea, and uh, and and they were always really successful and a lot of fun. Uh, yes, and then and then I went started working with businesses, small businesses, and at the time Instagram was 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 huge for taking photos, and and every business felt like they had to have an Instagram presence and were struggling to create those you know, those beautiful, aesthetically pleasing photos that everyone else, all their competitors and people in their industry were sharing. And so I used to do a lot of industry workshops and uh, and that was great fun. And uh, from there, just naturally progressed to, to online. Hmm. And in in that journey, you, you built a pretty strong community of enthusiasts and of followers that are really interested in what you do and and are part of this community that share photos and that comment on photos so tell us a little bit about how you started the community and and what you do to keep that going because i think there's there's lots of great um lessons there in what you're doing for other people that are looking to build community yeah it's really it's really interesting because uh when i first like I went, started working with industry groups, and I went and spent two years getting my diploma in training design and and, and assessment, and started working with with businesses developing training, uh, you know, continual professional development programs and that sort of thing. But there was still something missing. I still felt like I was just creating another job, and I wasn't getting that 
fulfillment and enjoying it as mm-hmm. much as I was when I was running the in-person workshops. So I started a, a Facebook group and uh, so anyone who came along to those workshops came in there and, and uh, so the Facebook group was, was fantastic. I'd run a, a weekly theme in there every week and at the end of the week I'd put together a collage of everybody's photos and put together a bit of a blurb uh, talking about the photos that were shared that week and, and then I got to a point where I then jump on camera and talk about the photos that people took, and and there weren't there weren't so much image critiques. They were just uh, an analysis, or assessing people's photos, and, and coming up with ideas to improve the photos. Because quite mindful that when you're critiquing somebody, it's you you need to understand what their uh, motivation for taking the photo is, what their goals are with their photography what they've tried, what they've failed at, what they're using. There's so many different variables when you're actually giving mm. proper feedback to photos. So it was, it was quite general, the feedback and, 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 and uh, uh, views on the photos were being shared. But people were loving it. People were really enjoying that feedback because, uh, number one, I was showing up every, every week. And, uh, and, and when it's their own photos, you kind of get a little bit, bit of a buzz that, oh, they're, they're talking about my photo. And so mm. it, it was great. Um, so yes, yeah, so I had that going for, for quite some time and, uh, and then late last year, <laughs> Facebook changed everything <laughs> and, uh, they turned off the, uh, high, well, they changed from all notifications to highlights for everyone in my group and the organic reach just nosedived. And, and for me, that was just, it was really hard because that kind of happened to me in Instagram when they changed from the chronological feed to an algorithm i dropped all all sort of you know, um plummeted with my reach and and then that again happened with the with the facebook group and i, I went i worked overseas for um for seven months and the community was the one thing that i kept going like i couldn't do in-person workshops anymore so that kind of all dried up and the business just pretty much stopped while i was overseas so because it wasn't a priority anymore but the community still was. I was still turning up every week, and 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 uh, hmm. yeah, and that made me realise that, hey, this is where I need to focus when I when I get back and and uh, get back into the business again. Yeah, so it was interesting. Yeah, I, uh, and and you've moved. Yeah, sorry, and and I, I just, one thing that uh, because I kind of lost my way a little bit chasing opportunities, working with business groups and that sort of thing. But and I, I came back and I was kind of stuck and. And I had a couple of messages that uh, uh, from my first ever workshop. So the first ever workshop I ran in Geelong, it was a free one. I just wanted people to come. <laughs> so I had um, mm. a, a lady and her two daughters arrive, and, and it was great fun and had a great time. And then uh, earlier this year, they both reached out to me and told me the unfortunate news that, that their mum, Jan, had passed away. And... And I have this written down here that I, I constantly go back to just to kind of reaffirm and and help me, just re- remind me of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And hmm. and one of them here, um, they said that mum really enjoyed being part of the photography group right up to the very end. I think it's one of the things that kept it going through her, her battle and and her other daughter separately. And, you know, this just, just uh, she said, I wanted to share with you how she really enjoyed being part of the group, contributing her photography. So thank you for helping bring some joy to her life these past few years while she was battling illness. And for me, that's like, that's, I mean, 
some people will say, oh, it's an online community. They're not real friends. They're not real, real, real relationships. But to have both of them reach out like that for somebody who's been in the in the community for quite a few years, you can't get any more real than that. It's um, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. So that's that's why I enjoy having the community so much. Yeah. And I think you touched on something that I'm really passionate about there, and that's you know building those connections and those relationships to that point where they are real, they are authentic. And, you know, there's, yes, you've got a business and, yes, you're selling training courses and, yes, people in that community, you're encouraging them to buy something, but you're also providing yep. something that is more than just whatever it is they're buying. It's it's that sense of community and that sense of belonging and that sense of enjoyment, you know, like you say. So I, I think that's that's great. Um, when you set out on that journey with the community, did you kind of intentionally build that or is that just your nature? And I'm guessing it yeah. is your nature knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was intentional because after studying um, adult education and training design and assessment, that sort of thing, you kind of you learn about all different learning styles and discover all different ways that adults, we all learn. And some people you know the common ones some people like to watch video lessons others like to scroll um read um uh, articles and just skim through there others are hands-on and you can't do hands-on online so there's other ways you work around it and, and appeal to other people's learning styles and, and a big one is having a community of interest so having that community where people learn from each other so you don't necessarily have to engage in the community to get to get the most out of it you can just and i have quite a lot of people who just turn up every day and just and just read what's there and and they learn and and at some point then they'll want to contribute and i think that's that's where people get the most out of it is when they do contribute they show that share their own experiences with their photography and help out other people because i know myself that i learn so much more by by teaching because Mm. it forces me to break down concepts into really um (laughs) non-jargon simple things and and it helps me because you go through such such an intuitive process when you're taking photos but to step down and work out all the steps involved and so when people in the community share that sort of thing then they learn by by sharing as well so it was intentional to set up the community not so much for people to uh, get together and just share photos for likes because it's really Mm. really conscious of that not happening because it's one of the things I really dislike about social media is that people become uh, their their emotions become linked to those likes and don't quite understand that hey the algorithm <laughs> is not helping you here you might have created a yeah. beautiful photo that means a lot to you but unless it's a photo that makes people angry and they all comment then the algorithm is not going to recognize <laughs> that right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah so I think that's what's yeah, tried tried to establish that with the community. Mm, yeah, I love it, and I love the concept that you said. And I'm experiencing this over and over in a couple of communities where I'm in. That you know, sharing or commenting on other things, you learn so much yourself about it. Even even in communities where I'm a student and I don't know much of what's going on i'm still a beginner on the topic and yet you know i see somebody else's question and i say well i know the answer to that question and and then articulating that answer 
and writing it out or explaining it yeah. online just reinforces it for me and then I learn something new, uh, yeah. which is pretty amazing. And you said something there also that I, I find fascinating because I think this applies everywhere and I certainly experience it all the time with my photography and that's because I've been doing it all my life, it's so intuitive. You know, there's so much stuff. That doesn't mean to say I don't make beginner mistakes like I took a photo the other day where my shadow was in the photo and I thought oh gosh and that that is a real <laughs> beginner's mistake <laughs> so it still happens but yeah the you know things like composition and getting you know things in the in the right thirds and that you know and I never really thought about the rule of thirds and yet if I look at my old photos when I didn't even know about the rule of thirds that's actually how I've composed them it's simply you know it's all intuitive or you know, backlight, um, you know, adjusting for backlight. To me, that's so intuitive. And yet I I ran a kind of a, a fun workshop when we were doing a business retreat a while back and, um, you know, people said, oh, let's do something different after hours. And, and we brainstormed some ideas. And one of the ideas was how to take some photos. And, and they said, you know, you've got all this camera gear. You, you must be good at photography. And I said, well, you've all got smartphones. So I took a leaf out of your book, actually. And I, I said, you know, let's go out for a walk awesome. after uh, after the sessions and, and I'll just show you some things. And I thought, well, what can I do that's really simple because I don't want to overwhelm them. And I said, okay, well, there's three things. There's three things we'll look at. We'll look at lighting, we'll look at composition, and we'll look at perspective. So I you know, I said, you know, the lighting and one of the questions came up, oh, I find it really hard to photograph sunsets. So I said, okay, well, that's, you know, here's, here's the issue with yep. sunsets. If you're pointing at the sun, you're gonna, you've got a lot of light coming in the lens and the automatic adjustment yeah. is going to darken that down. So here's how you deal with that. And then, you know, just those three things, um, it, it's quite amazing that it forces you to think about, you know, these these are concepts that I find totally intuitive and yet other people don't understand them or don't, don't know about them and, and you add enormous value by just teaching them something really simple. Yeah, yeah. And if I add one more step to that is, is intention, like having intention with the photo uh, mm. because a lot of us, we, we go on holidays and and, this, <laughs> and it's the same with, with business owners that are listening, you still to go on holidays, you still take personal photos. It's just as relevant yeah. to everybody whether you're, whether you're loading up that beast of social media with your photos or photos for yourself. Having that intention behind the photo, thinking about when you take that, that, that phone out of your purse, uh, your back pocket, wherever it is you've got your phone, you bring it up to take the photo. Just pausing for a moment and thinking what motivated, what was the stimulus here for me taking this photo and that mm. that helps dramatically because then you start thinking about that composition and because once you think okay the reason why i'm taking this photo out uh, this photo of myself here at this location is for a memory for myself in years to come that we were, we were here at the eiffel tower or we were here down the great ocean road wherever it is you are if you think about that intention then the rest of it just flows like the rule of thirds you mentioned where you place the main subject off center we kind of do that already like if you, if in that scenario, if you take a photo of yourself there, you will move yourself off to the side so the person can see over your shoulder and see what it is that you're taking a photo of. So mm. the composition can get a bit, a bit technical, and they're really there to help you understand uh, the visual literacy behind a photo. And, and but, uh, but yeah, we already do some of these things as, as you mentioned. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I noticed you, you're talking a lot in your recent uh, posts and YouTube and in your podcast about uh, photo intention. And that's really interesting because it doesn't just apply to photography. So if you think about um, writing a blog post or writing a book or an article or um, recording a training video or something or you know, I was putting together some presentations this morning uh, for some work I'm doing with somebody else and reflecting back and thinking about intention and and particularly, you know, is the message that I'm trying to give here going to resonate with who I'm trying to reach here and trying to share it with um, is is something that I think is really important right across the board. So can you... Talk to us a little bit more about intention with, with photography, and I'm sure there'll be lessons there um, for all those other areas that I mentioned. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, as you say, it relates to everything else. Like I was thinking about uh, uh, earlier, I was uh, I had I have an opportunity to partner with with another company at the moment, and and bringing it back to the two main things of checklist for anything that I do, whether it's content piece, whether it's a partnership, is will this benefit the transformation for, for somebody wanting to take better photos and will this bring me joy will i enjoy doing this and and yeah. the intention behind so yeah, yeah i love, I love that second rule too by the way yeah. <laughs> oh, i know i mean how do we turn up every week if we're not enjoying it <laughs> yeah. um yeah so with, with photo intention i mean if you're a uh small business or you're you're looking after the social media the intention of the photo could be a call to action and it could be I'm taking a photo of this, this special that we've got on in our cafe at the moment, and I know I've fallen victim, well, not fallen victims, right choice of words, but I've been influenced by these photos. Go, oh, that looks amazing. That looks scrumptious. I want to have that for lunch. And by them having the intention of, okay, we're not just going to take a photo of this plate of food at eye level, uh, this hamburger, the contents of this hamburger, we want to emphasize the height of this hamburger. So if we take the photo from table, table height or even better below mm. and we can make the fillings of the hamburger stand out we can emphasize how big it is even throw in some juice all that sort of thing then that has it's elicited an emotional response from me and and a call to action so it's not just it's not just about the photos that you take down the ocean and go oh this is a beautiful seascape um, I mean the intention sometimes with that is to just capture the weather the beautiful sunrise mm. uh, the 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 clean um, waves, the set of waves that are going through. So whatever that intention is, that kind of really forms what the main visual uh, anchor is for the photo. And then when you start looking at composition, go okay, well, I'm telling a story here. So then I'll position other elements around the around the um, the frame to for contextual um, elements, and uh, and then you can create depth and and all that fun stuff. I'm I'm actually geeking out a lot on this at the moment because I've put together a a course with over 100 different compositional techniques and tools which is whenever i tell someone that who's a photographer they just go no that's crazy <laughs> but, but but i love it i mean because I, I i'm still i'm still technically minded and and love geeking out on research and and that sort of thing but uh so but intention is is a big part of a big part of it even if you only know half a dozen mm. compositional techniques it doesn't matter as long as you realize that hey this is this is why i'm taking the photo and that helps you then change your angle to try and make that main subject or story stand out and, and get rid of the mm. distraction and distracting elements that don't add to that story. 
Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, I'm going to have to check that course out, but I, uh, like I said earlier, you know, there's so much intuition in what I do that I probably have, I probably have 10 go-to <laughs> techniques <laughs> that, I, yeah. that I do without thinking about them. Um, but it's all about, yeah, what, what do you want to highlight? What's the main subject? And, and I guess in some ways that's the unconscious intention that I do. So if I see, like the other day, I, um, up on Branch Road, you'll know this, up on Branch Road, there's, there's a bunch of uh, flowers along the side of the road that are in full bloom right at this time of year and it's just a mess of colour. Well, I got down onto the ground and I put my phone right on the ground to get this burst of colour um, with the yuyangs in the background. So, you know, I, I wanted to show how yeah. imposing that burst of colour was. And, and you know, I didn't really think about that. Or like, I'm only thinking about it now, explaining it to you. But it, yeah. that's yeah, no, that's right. I, kind of, that's, that's what I was mentioning before, you know, the perspective. I like to think of perspective. How else can I look at this? Because normally people will just stand there at sort of person height and take the photo at eye height and... And maybe That's not even right. zoom in, just sort of whatever the default um, focal width or, or yep. whatever is. And um, yeah. You're spot on. I mean, we all experience life at eye level. So as soon as you change that perspective to a different, unique mm. perspective, it doesn't matter what is in the photo, what lighting you've got, what tones or shapes, lines, colors, anything. As soon as you change that, that, that uh, perspective from that eye levels it's instantly interesting <laughs> so yeah it's a really good mm. really good tip i remember a few years ago you sharing one of those photos in our in our group and just being blown away by just the the sunrise and that's one of the, the beauties of taking your phone with you out on the bike is that you just don't miss those opportunities <laughs> yeah 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 that's right i i did one recently and fortunately it was a very noisy photo in terms of noise camera noise uh, because it was quite dark but it was one of those mornings where there was a storm on the horizon so everything was really orange red i mean it was sort of like yeah, wow it's really wow. impressive we've got to stop and take a photo yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right you know you if you don't take those opportunities you miss them and mm. never really capture it again yeah yeah, we were chatting before. We had a, a pretty solid earthquake, um, uh, Richter scale six here this morning, and uh, we were comparing notes on that. And uh, afterwards, when my wife and I were debriefing afterwards, I said, damn it, I should have taken a video. <laughs> I was sort of more worried about my own safety than grabbing the phone and taking a video of everything shaking. <laughs> we had the same, we had the exact same conversation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like once in a lifetime thing happened and we all just stood around <laughs> and commenting on how, how the lights were still shaking. It's like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, well... um. You know, I think we've been pretty good so far. We haven't geeked out too much on photography, so I think we probably need to go there, don't we? <laughs> so talk to us a little bit more about some of the techniques then that are in this course and some of the other lessons and tips that, that well, let, let's say some somebody that perhaps hasn't used their camera on the phone that much and is wondering right now, how can I take better photos with a camera? Give us a few tips. Yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, I'll, I'll 
I've got tips here that regardless of what phone you have, and and this is one of the things I, that I try and do is, you know, I, I still use the t- um, 10s Max. I haven't upgraded to the 11, 12, 13 because it's not about that. But some of these things that you can do, it doesn't matter whether you have an Android or an iPhone. Tapping the screen, as I mentioned before, will focus, and some of them you can swipe up and down on the screen that'll make it lighter or darker. Uh, Try and stabilize when you're taking the photo. So elbows in or rest your elbow on something because even indoors, that still is low light for a lot of lot of cameras. So you'll get that blur and that motion blur also from camera shake, that sort of mm. thing. Uh, with intention, so once you've decided what it is that you want to take the photo of, the biggest one, rule of thirds, basically that is just having that off center. So not smack bang in the middle of the frame because what will happen is it's static there and our eye goes to it and it becomes a fixation and fixates on it, and then we, it's hard to then move away from that. So by positioning that main subject or whatever it is that you want to emphasize in the photo, it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing, something that you want to emphasize, have that off-center, and then that gives your eye space to then move around and pick up on other lines, shapes, textures, color, light, and and it create like a, a visual journey and that's a, And it took me a long time to understand the concept of storytelling. And that's basically it: is that you're creating a path for the photo to go bang. That's the that's the main thing. And then go looking and exploring without around the photo. And that's what creates an engaging mm. photo. So you can have photos that are a wow photo with beautiful colors and all that sort of thing. But the but the real photos that are engaging have those other bits there that encourage you to kind of go in there and you can have bits that are kind of hidden away in shadows that create mystery and mood and uh yeah and then you have your inbuilt editor so you can play around and for me the the editors are fantastic because they enhance the viewer experience like i i have this debate when i go to the camera clubs never else anywhere else it's just the camera clubs <laughs> they'll, where they'll say oh i don't edit my photos <laughs> and it's like you're in a camera club you love photography how can you not edit your photos <laughs> like it's and and when yeah. I judge the when I judge them, okay, it's, like, yeah. it's quite obvious that you don't edit them because there's so much potential in this photo. Like it's just it's just by recropping it, reframing mm. it, or or using apps like Snapseed is my favorite. It's a free app by Google. It's available on Google Play and the App Store. That's my go-to for uh, for photo editing mm. when I show people in in the workshops. Uh, and then oh, there's just so many apps, but um, yeah, that's that's my favorite one. And when it comes to editing the photo, basically you're just trying to straighten it. Don't ever have a crooked horizon. <laughs> it's just it's always got to be straight. Uh, and then and then you can crop it. You can uh, change the the shadows, the highlights, uh, make it look a bit sharper. It's um, yeah. So things things can be uh, enhanced and removed. I mean that's just fantastic. The way you can just remove something in the photos, like Photoshop, you just swipe over it. And I remember in one workshop, I had a lady mm. when I showed her this this app called Touch Retouch, where you can go in there and swipe over and, and remove things. She was just so excited. She's like, "Oh, I could get rid of my ex-husband out of all my photos." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. And and so once I discovered these editing apps that you can use as well, it's like, oh wow, I don't need my Adobe subscription that I've had for, since they started having a subscription. I, I let it go. I don't. You don't need it anymore. So um, mm. yeah. So they're the main main points: is intention. Think about why why it is you're taking the photo, composition, mm. 
and then uh, capture techniques is basically just I mentioned there, and then and then editing. So they're really the four the four steps. Mm, great, love it. I um, I still remember. I think I might have been in your first paid workshop. Um, I still remember one tip you shared with me then that I didn't know, um, and that I've used quite a lot, and that's um, using the wired headset from the phone as a cable release and i did that for quite some time and but recently i actually got a bluetooth remote thingy that that's intended for a selfie stick now i don't take selfies as such but i figured hey um that will allow me to take the photo with the mobile phone and keep the phone really still because you know you're sort of pressing on something and you've got this yeah. motion um if that's yeah. happening on the phone it's going to shake and then you know I've, yeah that my, a lot of my mobile photography in the early days suffered from that so so i've got yeah. that now and i've also on my latest on my latest phone you can voice activate it <laughs> so um I, the first, the yeah, first time I, I ever get it, I, I just I just hold the camera up and say talk to the camera, and people sort of look at me crazy. There. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I know. I had a guy do that on a workshop. I had no idea, and he he was amazing. He brought his his uh, his big tripod and uh, his, his the Geelong waterfront, the boardwalk, had it all set up, and he stepped back and he said, "Cheese." You're taking a photo of a lady. Let's go. What are you? Who are you saying cheese to? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and here I was, the teacher, yeah. trying, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And and I love um, I love that you you know you teach people how to use the apps because I I never understand this hashtag no filter movement um, as someone that has all my life before digital photography dreamt of having my own darkroom at home but i never had yeah. a the finances or b the the space to actually do it um in color i did a little bit of black and white um, when digital photography was born and now with some of the apps and some of the ai that's built yeah. into some of those apps it's just amazing and i think oh gee there's so much i can do i guess um, you know, some of the automatic filters like you find on Instagram or something where an image turns into more like a, a Picasso total abstract rather than a photo <laughs> photograph. Maybe that's what yeah. they're trying to keep away from. But, but to enhance it, to crop it, to, you know, brighten up the dark areas that might be underexposed and lacking detail, those sort of things to me are, are just yeah. must do. I'm not sure about the horizontal, um, um, horizon. I, I kind of went back. I read that on one of your recent posts, and I thought, hmm, I must go and have a look at that because I've never ever paid attention to that. And yeah. I had a look, and I actually struggled to find any of mine that didn't have a horizontal horizon. But I did find some, and I thought, hmm, do I want to straighten that? And I thought, well, actually, no. So and maybe it comes yeah. back to the intent at the time because I thought I actually like the way it looks. <laughs> yeah. And and that's one of the that's one of the big things is that it is personal preference as well. Like there's no such thing as mm. right and wrong, and that's what I love about it. It's kind of my <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> if people don't agree with me, I'll just say oh, there's no right and wrong. <laughs> 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 but but and that's one of the struggles that people they kind of put so much pressure on themselves as well to come up with their own photographic style. And 
a style is basically your personal preferences, something that you find yourself going to with your genres. You might find yourself just taking photos of flowers all the time. You might have a, uh, a manual-focused macro lens that you attach to the front because you love the creamy background, and, and, and you might edit it a certain, certain way, and that's your personal preference. That's what gives you enjoyment with your photos. And, but some people are just like, oh, I've got to find my, my style, and, and I'm not a real um, fan of that. I think we all just – you don't need to judge other people's photos and impose on them what they, you think looks, looks better. There's no right mm-hmm. and wrong with it. Yep. And you mentioned the apps. Oh, I've downloaded, I've I've downloaded over a hundred apps. I, I know what it's like to go searching all those apps just to find the best ones. <laughs> but but they're amazing. They're really really cool. Yep. All right. Well, b- before we go too far down this track of talking photography, because if we get started, we could go on for hours. <laughs> um, I think it's probably a good point now to kind of circle back to the buzz our innovation round. It's the same five questions I ask every every guest and the idea is that you'll share some tips based on your business and other experience that'll help the listener to go and inspire them to do something awesome today as a result cool so what do you think the number one thing is anyone needs to do to be more innovative um i love this round by the by the way <laughs> jürgen the next question is this is one of the favorite parts of your podcast is these buzz rounds because <laughs> even, even if it's a topic that's uh, I don't necessarily is relevant to me. I still love listening to how people answer this because it's just so insightful. Um, yeah. Okay. So number one thing, I, I think I've written down here to be open to it, to be to be curious and enjoy what you do. Um, be transparent, and then the innovation just kind of for me it, it just then just comes. Like people bring ideas to you, your your clients will bring ideas to you, your networks will bring you new opportunities. So just being being transparent with other people and, and, and being open to receiving ideas. Mm, yeah, I love that, being open to receiving and staying curious and also the idea of finding the enjoyment in all of that. I think there's a bit of a theme there going through yeah. all of your work that, that the key to enjoyment. And that that's in some ways that's the out to what you said before. If somebody disagrees with your um, judgment, if let's say, of a photo or something it's it's really comes back to the enjoyment and if i enjoy taking my pictures upside down and everybody else says uh that's upside down (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) not that i do that (laughs) all right what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas uh one i've done did recently was this composition course that i've that i've put together uh I looked outside of photography, and so when you compose a photo, you, you're really designing a photo. So to to come up with new ideas for this course, I went and looked at architecture, uh, garden design. So I looked outside of the field that I, that I operate to then think, draw on other experiences and other ideas to try and implement that into, into the product and make it a bit unique that way, different to what everybody else is putting out there. Mm, yeah, I love that. And... It's kind of like when you hear somebody explain it like that, you think that's pretty obvious, actually. But um, because it's obvious, <laughs> yeah. doesn't necessarily mean people think about it up front. No, it's, true. it's obvious in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. All right. What now? You mentioned a hundred or more photo apps. Do you have a favourite resource in general that you use most often? Just running the business, for example. Uh, yeah, well, my website now, I've moved everything over to um, a product called 10X Pro, and uh, 
absolutely love it. I used to have a WordPress website and I'd have different plugins all conflicting with each other and I'd have my Facebook group and I would have this for email communication. Like I had stuff everywhere, my webinar program. So now I use 10X Pro and, and just absolutely love it. It's all in one place. It's, it's a content management system plus a learner management system plus it has all different marketing tools in there. It's a one-stop shop that, uh, that um, yeah, it's just, it just makes it so much easier for me to be more productive. I can, I can put together a, a sales funnel or a webinar registration in a matter of 10 minutes, whereas before that would take me a long time. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're great, those all-in-one tools, aren't they? And you've also moved the forum over to that, haven't you? Yes, yeah, everything's there. So even in my courses, there's a, a social wall. So people that are in the course can talk to each other, share photos, and that helps encourage other people because that's one of the one of the struggles is the uh, people completing the courses. So when they see other people on the social wall posting things that are a bit further along inside the course, they go, oh, I want to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So it keeps people motivated. That's that's separate to the forum and the community. That's just for that course. And so it's just I'm not even using um, a fraction of what's available in that in that system. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you touched on something that I think is really important there as well. You mentioned earlier about adult learning model and I think uh, having students kind of hold themselves accountable or motivate each other by sharing you know, their trials and tribulations and also their successes and what they've learned. I think that's a, a great yeah. way to do it. Yeah, yep, yep. All right. Um, the best way to keep a project on track? Um, well, I... I thought about this one. I don't really have projects with clients. I just have the the courses. Mm. I, mean, I work with affiliates, and because I don't really do much of the um, continual professional development training anymore. So uh, when I think about course completion rates, and that's one of the reasons why I moved across to to the new platform is that they have gamification and all and all that sort of thing. But I think keeping them on track. What I do is when someone purchases a course, I jump straight onto Bonjuro and send them a video message thanking them. Mm. We'll appreciate Love that it. because it's that, uh, I know you're all about that, um, bringing the human back into the marketing. So, uh, and some of the responses I get from people from that little video message is just fantastic. And and then two weeks later, I, have, I set up a notification to remind myself to check in, see if they've logged in and and jump in there and keep them on track with the progressions and say, how are you feeling about the progress you've made and the transformation? And then get them excited about the next steps and what's what's coming ahead. And so that I try and keep them on track that way by just having that, you know, the real human contact. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, there's, there is a lesson in that for everybody and it's part of what we talk about in, um, you know, your marketing isn't over when you've made the sale. It's then about delivering an exceptional experience and particularly if it's a training program um, or it's a, a service or product that people use and they're, they're expecting to see a result from using that thing actually following up with them and finding out whether they're getting the results that they're expecting and if there's any issues how how you might be able to help them so i love that and i love that you're yep. using um, video to uh, welcome yeah. people on board too yeah yep um, what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Uh, I think putting yourself out there. When I first started smartphone photography training, I kind of hid behind the brand 
and had these big plans that one day I would you know build this website where I'll have other presenters in there and it'd become a marketplace for all sorts of courses but I find that since I've come back from overseas and and doing more online things and jumping on YouTube but putting yourself out there and trying to communicate with you know your, your audience however that is whatever that looks like but getting out regularly like really often like I'm trying to uh, get out there daily now um, while I've got the time I'm trying to get out there daily because that kind of helps refine message and get feedback really quickly of what's working and what's not working so that's yeah that's that's what I try and do now mm. yeah I love that there's there's um, a lot to be said for posting daily or sending daily emails and so on and people say well I don't have enough to say but taking the approach of um, I can test things out and I can get feedback and I can refine the message. And whether it's a social media post or an email, you know, three weeks down the track, nobody's going to remember it except yeah. you. And yeah. you'll remember what feedback you got, what worked well and what didn't work well. And you you can implement that in, in the messaging going forward. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And you, and you don't know what's going to resonate. Like you mentioning that the uh, the earphone trigger for the phones, I haven't talked about that for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably a bit redundant now. I don't think most <laughs> yeah. modern phones don't come with any, well, can, no, don't come with those. Um... No, that's it. everyone uses their watch now to trigger their photos. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, thanks, Mike. This has been absolutely fabulous. Now, where can people find out more about you, about smartphone photography training, and maybe even get in touch to say thanks for what you've shared with us today? Yeah, thanks, Jürgen. So, yeah, the website, smartphonephotographytraining.com. I couldn't come up with a longer URL. <laughs> uh, and then the and then the community just and the community is probably the best way to get content because inside there I have my podcast, YouTube, all my unlocked. Um, tutorials the forum that's all there and i now have that at smartphonephotography.club is the best way so that's that's a little bit shorter and easier to remember <laughs> yeah and there's no charge to be part of that community right no that's exactly right so at this stage that's totally free and uh like a lot of people i i, I give away a lot of uh, pdfs and free courses and all free content but to get access to it you need to come into the membership to get access to it and that's mm. where they get the email sequence welcoming and, and introducing them to the, the forum and the membership and how you can access all this sort of thing, encourage them, introduce themselves. So that's all that's all free. And then in the future, once once uh, start to build it out, then that will be like, I think they call that a, a front-end membership. So it will be a low-cost low membership with courses being you know, on top of that. But at the moment, yeah, and for the foreseeable future, it's, it's free because that, that works. And I get to reach the people that I want to talk to. Mm, yeah, so jump on that. It's not on Facebook, so you won't be distracted by a whole lot of other junk. Um, and you'll get to see lots of amazing photos and get to comment on, on people's photos as well. Because as we said earlier, in kind of commenting on what you particularly like about someone else's photo and, and what worked well and what perhaps you'd do differently gives you the opportunity to actually learn as well. Mm, yeah, yep. Do you have some parting advice for our listeners today, Mike, as we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, so I, 
parting advice, I would say uh, recently something that's really working for me is is connecting with other people doing the same thing as you. Uh, I've I've had business networks in the past that I've worked with, invest a lot of time in there, and they don't. I mean, they were fantastic, but they kind of don't understand me and what I'm doing. It's a bit mm. a bit different from you know your bricks and mortar or even other on, online um, businesses. But by reaching out to people that you know in inverted commas competitors <laughs> people just working in your in your in your space i find i've found reaching out to them and being generous with with my time and being asking how i can help them and support them and uh, and being trans fully transparent about what i'm doing struggles wins all that sort of thing it's just been amazing it's opened up so many opportunities for me in in working with them and their clients as well and uh it's just yeah, it's just been amazing just reaching out to people and connecting with people doing exactly the same thing as me and getting rid of that idea of being competitors because, you yeah. know, old saying, the rising tide <laughs> raises all ships. It's, um, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been fantastic. Yeah, so I'd recommend people to kind of let go of that idea if you can. I know there's could, there'll be some IP issues for some people, but if, if you can, it's, it's, it's really beneficial. It has been for me. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really great advice, and I think you know you said rising tide raises all ships, but I think there's other opportunities that come out of that that people kind of ignore or shut themselves out of if they have this um, scarcity mentality of I'm competing with you and therefore I'm not going to share anything with you. Yeah. I mean, you can you can share things with people you perceive as your competitors without giving away your IP. You can still share, yeah. you know. A whole lot of other stuff, um, and and keep the IP secure and internal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Who else should I get on the show, Mike, and why? Uh, I would love for you to get in touch with, or I'll introduce you to John Lint. He's the founder and CEO of Ten X Pro. He, um, like I've mentioned, I absolutely love their their product, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners would. Um, should would benefit just going and checking it out because it is an all all in one LMS and CMS and uh, I've just been blown away by the company customer service today I was on customer service and straight away uh, chat they're on chat fix my problem within five minutes and and that has happened especially the transition from where I was moving across I was on there every day <laughs> and uh, so it's just a great company and. And uh, and John, he's uh, I've, I've heard him on podcasts before. He's he's uh, just so um, informative and generous with with his ideas. And and yeah, I think he'd, he'd I'd love to listen to you guys having a chat. <laughs> It'd be great. All right. Well, we'll get that introduction to John from you and reach out to him and bring him on the show as well. Sounds like it could be a fun conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time and and all your insights today, Mike. I hope we haven't gone too far down. The geek track of <laughs> photography that turned off we'll the non-photographers, but I think, yeah, but I think there there are a lot of um, little tidbits that were related to photography that I think apply across the board. I mean, for example, you know, thinking about the intent of your photos. I think that's something that could be applied to any anything creative. You know, what's the intent of that creative piece? Um, and that's just one example. I think there's a whole lot more that we talked about. So thanks for sharing your time, your insights. This has been fun. Um, I could go on talking for ages, but we won't. <laughs> or we might, but we won't record it. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, 
we'll be obviously be in touch. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Jürgen. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that delightfully informative and engaging conversation with Mike and took something away from his episode. I love Mike's entire approach from the joy in his business to the community building to his teaching methodology and how he gets his ideas to be innovative. I'd love to know what you took away from Mike's episode. Leave a comment below the blog post which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Mike James. That is M-I-K-E-J-A-M-E-S. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Mike James. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Mike, as well as links to the smartphone photography training website, to Mike's social media pages, to his community of smartphone photographers, to the blurry to tack sharp photos training course, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. Now, if you like this episode, please do share it around. Share it with at least two other people that it can help. You'd be doing them a massive favour. Tag me in on that share, and I'll reach out to you with a special surprise. Thank you. Mike suggested that we have a conversation with John Lint of 10xpro.io on a future InnovaBuzz podcast episode. So, John, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast, courtesy of Mike James. And tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up, including the author of the world's best buyer persona system, Stormy Andrews, and entrepreneurial consultant and digital nomad, Lynn Howard. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.